Speaking of reliability, a podcast with good friends talking with you about reliability engineering topics. Welcome to Speaking of Reliability. This is Kirk Bray. And this is Fred Schenkberg. Hey, Kirk. Hey, Fred. Good to hear your voice. Yeah. And it's a Monday we're recording, so happy Monday to you. So yep. We'll see when this comes out. It might actually show up on a Monday. We typically send them out <laughs> Mondays and Fridays, but... Uh, um, and by the way, do you know that we get on Mondays through Fridays, we typically get 1500 to 2000 downloads a day for the show. Wow. That's great. Is that past downloads? You know, I mean, they, they go back or is it that just one day that, uh, that the shows are available, um, become available. No, it, it does. I used to think it would spike on the day the show became available, but it, it doesn't yeah. seem to do that. It's, you know, kind of when somebody says, Oh, I want to listen to the podcast. And so they, uh-huh, and they go open up their app and it downloads, you know, what they haven't listened to, or if they find mm-hmm. the show, yeah. then it downloads a hundred episodes or a whole pile of them. We've had yeah. people, you know, we've got over 900 episodes, but episodes, the first hundred of them, they still get downloaded. That's great. Well, yeah, yeah to catch it, somebody catches our podcast and they say, what else was there? Well, yeah. for us to <laughs> go back to 2016, I think. Yeah, it goes back there. a ways, yeah. It goes and, back a ways. There's uh, probably 100. I don't know how many we've done, but you have done quite a few with your other speakers. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, Maybe, it's great. But one of the things we say, I don't know when we started it. I have to go back and look. But we use, we say pretty regularly, if you've got a question, let us know. We, we really yeah. like hearing it. And so I got one the other day and it was a simple question I you know, on the surface of it. And they, they mm-hmm. have a product, they have a, a device that you put a sample in it, it does its magic and you get a result. And mm-hmm. so it does stuff, you know, when that sample's there and it's actively looking at, I think it's like an oil analyst or something like that analysis, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, but it's electronic and there's mechanical stuff and everything else. So that you yeah. imagine that the mechanical bits and the compressor or whatever, those kinds right. of things are being used while it's doing the analysis. Mm-hmm. And then there's electronics that are probably, you know, it's on a bench and it's probably turned on all the time and, and it's, right. you know, just sitting there. Um, Running. Or maybe it's power cycled when it gets put into use. It, it wasn't clear in the question whether this is a portable system or a lab system or whatever. Uh-huh. But the idea, the question was, is so for reliability, should we track time or should we track cycles? Right. Uh, hmm, okay. You know, like everything else, um, it depends. <laughs> <laughs> right. So what would you want to know to help answer that question? Um. I'd want to know kind of the effects of the off and on cycles because, you know, that I think, say, putting something away in storage and letting it sit there, especially mechanics and things that have moving parts. Mm-hmm. Seals. That is just even seals, seals and, and gaskets right. and stuff like that. Right. It may be worse for them in storage sitting there uh, drying out or, uh, you know, um, not having uh, – being exercised mm-hmm. uh, may cause more fatigue damage when it starts up or when each each cycle than if you were to run them continuously. It's just like the old you know idea that an incandescent bulb, if you leave it running continuously, it's going to probably last longer 
than if you're turning it on and off every a few hours a uh, day. There's a, there's a light bulb in Pleasanton, California, which is not far from where I live, <laughs> that's in a fire station that's over yeah. 100 years old. And yeah. it, you have to get really, really close and when the room's really, really dark to see that it's still burning. <laughs> um, but they have, you know, backup battery systems and all right. kinds of stuff right. that they, because they kind of figure if it goes out, it won't come back on again. But they're going for the Guinness record or something like that. But you're right. It's, you know, sometimes it's it's the same with car engines is, you know, you you look at a taxi and it's got 300,000 miles on it and it's purring right along. Whereas, you know, a car that's, you know, the same age, time-wise, calendar-wise, is only got 50,000 miles on it. Right. It has a lot of, it's different kinds of wear and damage. Exactly. That's the thing. It's that if you're going to, you know, use this machine one day and store it two, and then turn it back on versus another facility that uses it every hour, yep. uh, you're going to have a different, um, you know, fatigue life. Uh, well, it's got a different usage. use conditions. You it's know, got it's a different, different use conditions. Right. Yeah. And so the way I look at it is, is that the, there's one real problem with tracking both and vehicles track right. both right your car's yeah. warranty is based on miles and and you and know age. and miles right. miles and age right and <laughs> and and calendar time time right and, and they and what they do is say whichever miles. occurs first then you're right. done so if you right. drive a whole bunch then your warranty's done and right. vice versa which is kind of odd because but anyway but the I, the <laughs> issue i run into is that if your product has, you know, very dominant, only deals with time, it's it's just, it's going to corrode over time, period. And right. nothing else is going to change that except just time. Right. Then time is the only thing you need to track. But if it's right. power cycling, for example, or number of samples it runs, right. and if that absolutely dominates all the failure mechanisms, it's just through the cycling... Right. Then then you, know. you only track cycling. That's, that's all you care about. Right. What I run into is that some people say, well, our average customer does three cycles a day. Mm-hmm. And so we'll convert everything to time or we'll convert everything to cycles. Right. And that runs into exactly what you were just talking about is that, well, somebody uses it every hour. They're going to be doing way more than three cycles per day. And they're going to have, you know, is it going to be the same issue or different issues you know, if you're set a two-year warranty right. and they use it twice as often and it's a cycle-based failure mechanism, well, they're going to be claiming the warranty a whole bunch of times right? and vice versa. So it's right. the issue is, is that depending on how well you know the how often or where and how it's used or what kind of conditions it's under, right. that conversion from cycles to time is not easy. No, it isn't, and it, and it really depends on the product. I mean, something like a, that has a heater element in it mm-hmm. that would go to a high temperature and then cool down uh, for like a toaster, use, <laughs> like like a toaster <laughs> would be simple. That if it's uh, each one of those cycles is pretty significant in the uh, expansion, contraction, and uh, connections, and all the other things yep. that, and and maybe if it's there's a lubricant in it, uh, it's evaporation, all that. Mm-hmm. Versus, uh, you know, if it's not allowed to cool down and do those transitions, because that's, you know, we all know, in fact, thermal cycling is a key stress for uh, exercising materials and mechanics and all kinds of things. So that's what 
uh, eventually uh, uses up the fatigue life is that usually that, con you know, expansion, contraction, uh, weakening. Well, just the delta T, the, the change the in delta temperature. delta T, right, right. You're starting a cold engine is much more damaging than starting a warm engine. Right, So if right. I go run groceries and do a stop here, stop here, and I'm two minutes, five minutes in each place, right. the and engine the cool, that doesn't cool off enough. Right. The, the the oil be still the same viscosity. It'll, you know, be easy to, uh, everything's lubricated. But when you go put it in the garage for a month and you yep. <laughs> you kind of start it up, you really, you know, start with almost a dry engine and that's quite a strain on everything right. and causes significant wearing of uh, any kind of seals versus, like you said, just, you know, driving around the town. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just very important. And, and I think that that would be... Um, you know, that kind of information would be very uh, possibly useful if you could get um, like a um, correlation between uh, the number of cycles uh, and the time to failure of also the off cycles. And, and if you had monitoring of the storage conditions or whatever, if you, you know, I don't know, whatever equipment, if it's outdoor unit, then it's going to go pretty extreme sometimes sometimes uh, yeah so you know that kind of that kind of information would be useful if you knew that you had something that was related to uh expansion contraction or wear out mechanical wear out or something yeah. like that well the 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 basic advice is and i didn't really get into details with this, this right. question about what product it was or where it's used and stuff but the idea is is that do both you know, both, keep track right. of cycles. If you've got an onboard thing that says, oh, we've did 18 cycles today. Well, then you keep track of that and, and monitor right. track that versus the arrival rate of failures and what kind of things are failing and vice versa also track the time. That's nothing that's easy to right. do. You know, when it got put into service and you, you're sold and you know, when they report a failure, but right. do both. There's no, there's no problem with doing that. The issue I run into is that people then say, well, we only want to do one Weibull plot, so we're going to convert it all to cycles or we're all the time. And says, well, that yeah. makes it really not – it really dilutes what you're doing here. So wait until right. you get a real clear picture of what's failing because if you find that the, say, a central lab for a big facility that's doing lots of analysis every day, right. they might have completely different Pareto of failures – Right. Parade of failures is probably another term for it. Then the one that's, you know, pulled out, you know, once a month and is, oh, it's our annual check the lubricant day. And so they go out and do a bunch of samples in one day. And, right. And that's it. And then it goes into storage for the year. But also they, you know, certain products they build ahead and they put them in storage. Also, they ship them to some warehouse and they may sit there for two months before a, they're even taken out and used. In a tractor trailer out in, in yeah. Austin, in Phoenix Texas or, in the summer. Yeah. yeah, right. Something like that. So you don't really know. I mean, unless you kind of have an understanding of, you know, but when you get to a worldwide distribution of a product and and you've got all these service organizations and everything else and you really, it's, it's, that's one of the keys is, is losing your, your feedback information yeah. from the field. That's the hard part. Yeah. And so it sounded like this product was smart enough to keep track of cycles and they were getting yeah. information back and they had their own um, service organization. It, it wasn't third parties yet. It wasn't, it didn't sound like, it sounded like they were getting good data. Um, yeah. You know, track at that point, it's track everything you can and see what, what you learn. 
be aware though, is one of the things I ran into is somebody was trying to say, well, we did a, a map of the U.S. And, and, and we did a weather thing and we found that the average low and the average high per year is this and this over the yeah. entire U.S. Right. I said, all right, great. Do you right. know where, where is your product being used? It's, <laughs> oh, it's all along the coast. Yeah, well, there's this great big blue wet thing out there that moderates the temperature, so it's not going to be that high. It's not going to be that low. And why are you stressing that you're going to have minus forty degrees? You know, I don't think right. Miami or New Jersey gets to minus forty very often. Right, but you might have to worry about salt spray and corrosion. Yeah, but they didn't the talk about that at all. And they, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Where's your product no. used? Yeah. yeah. So that, that's right. It's understanding how your product's used, where it is, and um, and and you you know with most uh, modern processor microprocessor based systems, it's pretty easy to log your on times, your off times, your you know usage cycles. Yeah, you know that comes into to um, privacy more often now is that I know that like the an inkjet printer the. Yeah, the nozzles themselves, mm -hmm. and there's this. I know that there's a five dollar. I get five dollars for a cartridge when I return it for right. recycling, right? Right, right. That five dollars is not for the goodness of their heart. They're not making five dollars on the device itself or any of the plastic or anything else that's in it. They're reading the chip on there that says you spit from this nozzle this many times and this often. They don't okay. know what you printed, but they know that right. nozzle number 87 or whatever, however right. many there are, is doing this this often. And okay. then they can take it apart and look at it and going, well, you know, this should have lasted like a lot longer. What's going on here? Or they get tons of information. Are you talking about cartridges with the actual print? print head on it yeah which it used to be okay yeah. yeah now they've gone away from that i have a hp office jet that has only ink cartridges yeah. not i worked on the very first one of those yeah right the I head is, the very first one is not thrown away unlike the yeah. past well they learned that the silicon would last a long long time and, and they learned it the hard way when they found all these stores popping up saying oh we just use an we inject ink back into your cartridge and the, the nozzle works just fine. Yeah. And they said people were refilling their cartridges 20 times instead of buying new cartridges. Now right. you just buy ink. Right. But somehow yes. it's still very expensive. I don't know how they do that. <laughs> <laughs> and they warn you, don't use outside, you know, and they really try and circumvent any. But that is a problem. You know, counterfeit cartridges and counterfeit power supplies and other things have caused problems oh, yeah. in the system. So yeah. uh, it is a risk. Yeah. So anyway, the, the it, this might actually be a pretty short episode because I think it's a pretty it for most circumstances there's the extremes where the only failures that you care about are only cyclic in nature, so just track cycles. Right. And, right. Or it might be just time based and just track time. The more often though, especially when you're starting up with a product and you don't have a, a ton of data one way or the other, it's track both because. And do the failure analysis. Is this failure analysis related to the pressure cycling or the temperature right. cycling or right. some other right. phenomena that's related to the, the cycle that it's going through? Right. Um, but also, you know, frequency of cycles. I thought you brought up a great point there is that if you just keep it running, it's turning on and off, but it's going from, you know, 
right. 50 degrees to 52 degrees versus right. 20 degrees to 50 degrees. Mm-hmm. That makes a huge difference. Right. Um, but just track and, and do failure analysis, figure out where your what stresses are causing your failures, and then go from there. And Right. But I, I would strongly advise avoid coming up with a, a translation factor that's generic because there's way too many variations in your market. You know, unless every place you ever put this does exactly 12 cycles per hour and that's it, <laughs> that's the only thing it ever does, then you got a great translation or you know, can try it. It doesn't matter what you track. You can, it's going to be the same. Right. That's right. not likely to happen. Right. No, no, I think, uh, you're right. Uh, track both, but it's, um, it's, it depends on, you know, again, it's, this is very highly, uh, focused on product. You, the uniqueness of the product, you yeah. know, yeah. indoors, if it's outdoors and stored, uh, it's going to be significantly different than if it's indoors turned on and off. I mean, the transitions uh, for car in uh, Phoenix yeah. or in Minnesota in the winter, um, so, you know, or Canada. Boy, I tell you, those cars really have to go through a lot of thermal cycling. <laughs> well, they, I, I, in, I was in Calgary for a client years ago, and I, you drive up into the business parking lot, and every – um, parking spot had a power pole that stood about five feet high because <laughs> the snow would fill up to there. And yeah. it was, you and it had a cable on it. And it says, this is for electric vehicles. No, it's for the block heaters. So everybody has a block heater installed. Yeah. It's just standard. Oh, okay. They're, they're just built into cars that are used there. Okay. And if not, you yeah. can add it on, but it was, you know, you drive in and you plug in your car and just keep it above freezing. Uh, yeah. So, or yeah, or toast it, you know? Right. Because you can make it so it's so cold, it's, you couldn't crank it with the oil. Just you know, solid. It's, yeah. It's, it's, it's sludge, yeah. It's sludge, right. So, but, you know, so those are, you know, but you got to realize, I mean, the cars, that same, you know, they, maybe they put the block heater. I haven't heard of that. But, you know, in uh, they don't have to do that in uh, Jamaica or in uh, Arizona. No. There it's 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 insulated with all of the anti-corrosion stuff they have to put on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, it's right. It's so I you know, the number of cycles, uh, you know, it depends on the product and you know you have, it's mostly mechanical, uh certainly the on and off cycles are going to be very significant. If it's yeah. electronics, uh not so much. Depends. Yeah. Yeah. It, it always varies, but track both until you know. So it makes it easy. I'm just thinking, Kirk, we should have kept track of how many different failure mechanisms we talked about. You know, it was like, it was like 25 or so <laughs> different ways things can fail. Yeah. It stresses. And yeah. Stuff. We just, and that, that we like breaking things. Right, right. Anyway, but, so that was the question. I think, you know, I, I'll have to go back to him and say, you know, we also track the frequency of the cycles because that makes right. a difference. I didn't, I right. didn't think of right. that. So that's good. So right. anyway, it's, it's an idea, a simple question that came across and uh, hopefully a straightforward answer that said, eh, it depends, track everything. Until <laughs> 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 you know better. Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's kind of how we answer a lot of things. It depends. It depends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry about that. So if okay. you, if you want a vague wishy washy answer, give us a shout, you know, let, let us know what your <laughs> question is or what you're working on. We'd love to hear from you. You know, what's working for you? What's not, uh, what hurdles or challenges you got, you know, something on your mind 
uh, let us know. Head over to ascendoreliability.com slash go slash SOR. You can find a couple of ways to get in touch with us. We also, uh, Kirk and I and and the other hosts of the show are available through LinkedIn and through our about pages on the site. So plenty of ways for you to get in touch with us. And we'd love to hear from you. Whether you call us every day or every month or (laughs) once a week or, uh, you know, whatever works for you, cyclic or calendar time one time only that's fine that's fine give us a shout well hopefully we can help you out a little bit and obviously we don't get into a lot of details on the show uh if you give us a bunch of information you know we we're not going to blast that all over the place but right uh, we realize that this uh field is extremely sensitive to disclosures yeah so anyway have a great day kirk out there and and uh, hopefully you don't go through too many thermal cycles you know All right. Well, let's talk again soon, Fred. All right. Will do. Okay. Cheers. Thanks for listening to Speaking of Reliability. We invite you to join the conversation if you have a question or a topic that you think we should discuss in a future show. Please let us know. You can find a comment box below the episode show notes or just leave a note as part of a review on iTunes.